0: It's going to be a good day If you go the right way You might die quickly Or solve a mystery bad adventure welcome back to what would Eric
1: do this is a choose your own adventure podcast in case you didn't know i am chad i am eric
0: hey welcome
1: eric hey it's good to be here chad it's good to be back in the studio yeah good to be looking at your face through two microphones
0: yeah that's kind of weird but
1: it's fine it works i can still see your right eyeball so it's all good Ooh, nice the wink. best one
0: Rawr uh
1: yeah so here we are back for the third round of the deadly shadow which we're titling <laughs> the deadliest shadow because we cannot defeat this freaking book
0: no uh i think we can't oh right that's not, not what doing we're doing that that's
1: not what we're doing okay sorry no. that was felt like I, I that mean... was natural
0: I could do it again, honestly. I'm so disappointed in our no, performance in the last uh, no, two podcasts.
1: I mean we we're really whittling down those cities anyways, you know.
0: Right. There only, only be two, two more podcast there's, tops. O- there's only two more left. <laughs> the deadliest shadow and then the most deadly shadow. Yeah, the
1: most deadly shadow of all time. Uh but no. the deadly
0: shadow like supremacy. Like the <laughs> right the deadly deadly shadows ultimatum end end game
1: yeah Ooh. Ooh. okay now we're talking now we're talking you know shit's real then uh no okay but for reals y'all read the title of this episode but today we are reading who killed harlow thromby and this is choose your own adventure number nine written by the great edward p packard
0: yeah Edward Peter Packard.
1: Peter Packard?
0: Yeah. Picked a pack of pickled peppers. (laughs) How many did he pick? If Peter Packard could pick a pack of pickled peppers, Peter Packard would pick as many peppers as Peter Packard could pick.
1: As many pickled peppers as possible? Right. Cool. He's a man of many talents, that Peter Packard Edward dude. Anyway.
0: Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so off track Well
1: uh, uh, It's bound to happen occasionally So yes uh, Classic murder mystery it here It sounds like it And uh, yeah I think it's going to be really good
0: Sounds like a really um, uh,
1: Detective-y There's like a magnifying glass On the front With some brandy That's probably poisoned Some fingerprint ink And a dead body Oh it's going to be great I'm very excited
0: Alright Well what you want to Just uh, Dive right in Yeah and uh, solve this mystery? Let's solve this mystery. Well, like, we're going to do so good. Yeah,
1: no, we're actually going to solve
0: this we're mystery. We're going to do so good. I
1: have, Positive really, I have vibes. a really good feeling Positive
0: about this. Positive vibes. We're going to find out who killed
1: this Harlow man, and, uh, you know, so so uh, stay along for the ride. It's going to be good.
0: Okay, uh, first?
1: Right, first, uh, for that ride, we need to come together as... Cherrick nice and
2: uh yeah now we're really ready to crush this mystery crush it yeah here we go (laughs) oh chad please be clearer about which choice you want to make
0: what i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i have not prejudged this choice i am ready for a fierce debate
1: me too it's gonna be really fierce i can already feel it but first a little backstory folks let us catch you up here so uh, about a year ago in, in this Cherik's life, uh, a robber climbed into our Aunt Miranda's window and she screamed and she was, you know, she was terrified and she said, get out. And he did, but he took her pearl necklace with him, of course, um, cause he's a robber. Uh, the next day we were kind of perusing around Aunt Miranda's house cause we were kind of curious as to, you know, who this was and why he wanted our Aunt Miranda's necklace. And we found a beer bottle in the bushes And we decided, well, Aunt Marina does like to booze, but she isn't the type to toss the bottle out the window. That seems careless of her. She recycles like any decent person. So, uh, we thought this might be evidence, and we took the bottle to the police. And sure enough, they got the fingerprints off of him, identified the man, and now he is safely behind bars. Or he was, because that was a year ago. Since then, we have become quite the detective, and we've gained a reputation uh, amongst the city that we live in. We now have a magnifying glass, fingerprint kit, and, most importantly, a cassette recorder. And we're ready for business. Uh, So, you know, over the past year, some of our friends have become detectives too, but they're amateurs, so that doesn't bother us too much. Except for that frizzy-haired girl down the street, Jenny Mudge. Sometimes we think that she's even smarter than us, but we don't think that too often. Anyway.
0: It can't be true.
1: Yeah, she's a competitor, and... Look, we decided to be a detective first, so whatever, whatever, Jenny Mudge. Uh, but now we might have our first major case in in uh, in our detective career, because Harlow Thromby, president of Thromby Plastics Company, uh, just called us this afternoon and asked us to come to his house at five o'clock sharp. And he mentioned that he's heard that we have sharp eyes. And that is exactly what he needs right now. And he thinks his life might be in danger. The plot, I would say, thickens. But I guess it really starts. The plot begins. Just doesn't have the same ring to it. Nope. I'm going to come back to that later. Uh, okay, so we asked this Thromby fellow what he's so afraid of. But he didn't want to talk about it over the phone. So we said we think about it and call him back. Uh, it's exciting to get a call from this man, but we feel like maybe we should find out a little bit more about him before taking the case. So, if we phone Thromby and accept his invitation, we turn to page 5. If we tell him that you can't come this afternoon, but you'll call him back in a day or two, turn to page to 17. Yeah. So, Chad. Yes. Tell me
0: what you would like to do. Phone him immediately. Yeah. Go to his house right now. This is our first why, big case. Why even call him back? Yeah. Just go to his house. Just, just
1: head over there. Well, I mean, it's he's, he did say five o'clock. If it's like two o'clock and we just go over there, I don't think he's going to be very happy with that.
0: <laughs> just wait. Uh, just go over there and wait, like in front of his front door until five and then ring the doorbell. You door know by. what? That might prevent his murder. If he dies, I mean, if he is going to be murdered.
1: If Right, because it's not explicit in the title at all. <laughs> Will he be murdered? We don't know. Question I mark. Mean,
0: you don't disagree, right? What? About about what? Just calling him right now. Then. Oh
1: no, I don't think that yeah, I don't think that we should wait, wait and then call two him days. back. Yeah. I mean I think maybe some information would be all right, but we already know that he's president of the plastics company. And I feel like we can gain a lot of information about, like, just by meeting him. If we
0: him. make him wait two days, he'll probably just go find someone else. He'll call you know Jenny Mudge. Mean? Probably.
1: Yeah, and we don't want that. That's what I'm saying. This is our first big case. We just gotta, you know, we gotta jump on it. It's not time to think about this. We gotta just embrace it.
0: Yeah, so let's do it.
2: Okay, well, let's do it. Let's turn to page five. Bring, Bring him, you
0: know? Okay, well... Hmm. Straight out the gate, I feel like we have our suspect list. We've been introduced yep. to several ancillary characters. Um, only by name, not by actual introductions at this point. Right. So, uh we ring the doorbell exactly at five PM per our plan. And uh Doctor Harlow Thromby or Doctor, Mr. I think it is Mr. It's the other guy who's the doctor. Uh, Mr. Harlow Thrombey opens the door, introduces himself, and we introduce ourselves. And he says, before we go inside, why don't I take you on a quick tour of the grounds? Great. And so he's taking us on a tour of the grounds. I mean, immaculate, you know, mansion, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, And he says, I think that my life is in danger. And we're like, yep, mm hmm, you told us that on the phone. He's like, <laughs> This much we know. He's like, Well, I think it might be my wife who wants to kill me. And he's like, I don't understand because I try to take really good care of her and I buy her all these expensive things and I take her on trips around the world. And like, she even has like two pianos, like one concert grand for herself and a smaller one for guests. And I don't understand why she would want to kill me. I mean, clearly she just wants you for your money. And then uh, and then we ask him, like, well, what makes you think she wants to kill you? And he's like, she told me she did. So there's that. Wow. And so uh, at this point, you know, on our tour of the grounds, we've reached to the greenhouse. Um, and he rattles the doors to make sure that they're locked. And we kind of ask him what he's doing. And he says... Well, the gardener Jenkins keeps arsenic in there, and I wanted to make sure it was locked before uh, my wife, who uh, Jane, gets home. So, suspect number one, Jane Thromby, and we ask where kind of Jenkins is, and he says that Jenkins has been laid up in the hospital for a few weeks. So he doesn't say why. He doesn't say why, but um. So I would say suspect list number two. Gardener Jenkins. Mm-hmm, 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 we can't mm-hmm. rule him out just yet. No, the gardeners are always suspicious. So he asks us to stick around and meet Jane Thromby when she gets home from playing her concert. She'll be home at about 6 p.m. Uh, so we say we'd be happy to. In the interim, three more people come pulling up the drive in a red sports car. It is Dr. Robert Lipscomb. Ooh, um, Dr. Robert he uh says uh Doctor or Mr. Thromby says that Dr. Robert Lipscomb Ooh, Dr. Robert is coming to dinner tonight along with uh his niece, uh Angela and his nephew Chartwell. Um now he feels like Angela and Dr. Robert Lipscomb Ooh, are, Dr. Robert. Um potentially an item and he thinks they might get married soon, so he wanted to have uh dr robert lipscomb (laughs) over (laughs) over early and to play a few games of pool so he can get to know the man better if he's going to marry his niece you know wait so dr robert's going to marry the niece dr robert is going to marry angela thromby okay heard um and so uh dr robert lipscomb Ooh, Dr. Robert I waited that time uh, <laughs> is pulling up the drive and um, and uh, Harlow Thromby asked us if we would he said you can come in I mean you're welcome he's like you're welcome to just kind of take a you know tour around the house poke around a little bit um, or you can come play pool with uh, me and and Robbie um, you know if if you'd like to do that so that's our choice uh, if we like to just look around the place. Oh, the only other person in the house right now is Helga the cook. The cook. So if we decide to look around the place, we turn to page eight. Or if we decide to play pool with Harlow Thrompe and Dr. Robert Lipschcombe, we turn Woo-hoo, to page 12. Dr. Robert. Are you going to do that, like, the whole time? Probably. Got Or maybe it. not. Or maybe this will just be it. Okay. Um. I just wanted to be prepared.
1: <laughs> if, if it strikes me. Uh, so, Chad. Yes. Eric. How much do you think there's going to be, like, no one's been murdered yet?
0: Nobody has been murdered.
1: So I'm just curious as to, like, what we would potentially find searching the house right now.
0: Well, we could go poke around Jane's belongings to see if she has some, you know, arsenic hidden away.
1: Well, I suppose that's true. Or a
0: gun or a knife. That would be a good her, place to start. In her side table drawer. Uh, we could, if he's worried about arsenic and being poisoned, we could go talk to the cook to Hell see yeah. if she mm. knows anything. Mm-hmm. Um, And also just get a layout for the place, right?
1: Well, he already took us on a little tour, right?
0: Of the outside.
1: Oh, of the grounds, yes. Yeah. Of the coffee grounds, um, I just think maybe it might behoove us to get to know some of these ancillary characters a little bit better, so that we have a deeper understanding of who would maybe actually want of, like to kill potential this man. motives. Yeah, because at this <coughs> point, like even Angela, his niece, and Doctor Robert, ooh, are, are like they're on the list.
0: Yep. As well as Chartwell is on the. Li- I mean, everyone's on the list. So far, everyone's
1: on the list. We but, got
0: Helga but, yeah. Jenkins, Jane Thromby, Doctor Robert Chartwell, Chartwell, or Doctor Robert, uh,
1: and his his Lipscomb. Yeah, and his nephew.
0: No, our nephew Chartwell Thromby and our niece Angela Thromby.
1: Oh. Or
0: Harlow Thromby's nephew and niece.
1: Okay, they're both hit. Okay, I was really confused. Yes, all those people, and we don't know anything about any of them.
0: Nothing about any of them. We only except have... for Jane told Harlow that she wanted to kill him. Right.
1: We well, we only have Thromby's uh, interpretation of them and and right. his yes his opinions and his thoughts and his feelings. Um. I guess what I'm saying is maybe it'd be better for us to interact with some of these people. Okay. How do you feel about that? How does it make you feel, Chad?
0: I think that that could be a good idea right now. Like you said, no crime has been committed. So uh, it'd be hard for us to kind of glean any information. I guess the only thing I would hope we would do if we just poked around was to interview the cook. Yeah. Um, But who knows if i mean that's not the choice to go interview the cook right, right. so it's who knows what would happen the house yeah
1: but you're right like there are potentially things that we could find that would maybe lend a clue to a potential murder
0: i kind of hope that we're all at dinner together and he just keels over dead like yeah that's kind of what i hope happens
1: it's a classic
0: trope and, and like we're all right there in yeah. the same room and we're like nobody leaves Ooh. Until I solved this murder, yeah, very Perot style, you know, like clue, yeah, oh yeah, Ooh, the movie, I love clue, not the board game, well, nobody killed- over at dinner, but I understand what you're talking about. the killer is in
1: the house
0: ah!
1: but this is how it really happened, uh okay, so we should we should play some pool,
0: play some pool, yeah right sure okay we're probably really good at it
1: we probably are we got
0: skills they're multiplying and And we're we're losing losing control all right we're going to turn to we're gonna
2: lose control on page 12 everyone get ready okay so quick turnaround here folks this book is amazing so far. we've
0: played no pool at all
1: we did not play any pool uh yeah the the game barely begun when robert uh left to use the phone in the library uh, explaining that he had to check on one of his patients in the hospital which chad and i both surmised to be jenkins Jenkins. uh which is (laughs) maybe true and maybe false maybe doesn't even matter i'm gonna start
0: like a board on the wall over here yes i'm just gonna get some like Real quick, I'll be back. I'm going to get some postcards and some string. And some pushpins. And some pushpins. Yes.
1: And some pictures of these people. Yes. And we'll tie them all together. And... Uh, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll be right back. Go ahead. Okay, Keep them going.
1: So, uh, while Chad's doing that, uh, Robert's gone for about 20 minutes. And he returns to the uh, billiard room just as the doorbell rings. And Thromby assumes it must be Chartwell. Uh, so we all go with Thromby to the front door where he introduces us to his nephew, Chartwell, who's very tall, it's kind of stoopy, and he's a handsome young lad, you might say. Not really our type, but it's fine. Uh, so Thromby shows Robert, Chartwell, and us back to the library um, just as the grandfather clock strikes six. And we look out the window and sure enough, right on the dot, there's a white Cadillac pulling up the drive. And Thromby, uh, you know, tells us that it's Jane. And she's back from her concert, clearly. Thank you. Uh, and a moment later, she enters. She's very, um, she's larger and has a nice, round, plump face. So add that to the board, Chad. And um, Okay, I'm back. Okay, perfect. Did, did you get her picture on the board? Yes. Great. Uh, she's, you know, she's shakes her hand and she says, So pleased to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Will you be joining us for dinner, Cherrick? And um, we think she's really friendly. I don't know why, you know, he's so afraid that he's that she's going to murder him. But whatever. Uh, maybe he's just imagining these things. And we don't really want to sit through a boring dinner. Bec- and, and particularly because there's a really good movie we'd like to watch on TV back home. Uh, but we look over to Harlow and he says, do stay if you'd like. So, if we accept the invitation for dinner, we turn to page 13. If we tell Thromby we can't stay, but we'll talk to him tomorrow, we turn to page 17. Uh, Chad. Yep. In this grand scheme of of someone, perhaps Thromby, keeling over in the midst of dinner. Right. There's one choice that I think would be particularly useful to help that uh, along.
0: Like... To
1: help him get murdered so we have a crime to solve? Well, that. Or just, like, to be present at dinner if somebody happens to keel over.
0: Oh, right. No, we gotta stay for dinner. Okay.
1: You don't want to go home and catch this awesome movie?
0: I mean, yeah, but...
1: Okay, what if it's A Few Good Men?
0: (sighs) The timing would be about right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Then we'd have that cool speech in our head. That's true. To spit back at him and Jane's like... (laughs) Jane's like I want the truth Then we're like you can't handle the truth
1: <laughs> well there's always that scenario do you think it's important enough
0: to leave no I think we gotta stay for dinner I, like the, the, I think, think the choice is pretty yeah, clear nope, here
1: I think dinner time is super important plus I it's gonna like be like a super tasty meal everybody, and do not want to miss it on that
0: everybody is going to be there mm. Sans, Jenkins and Helga yeah well, she <gasps> prepared the meal what if Jenkins is, like, in disguise or something?
1: <gasps> what if Jenkins is Helga?
0: What if Jenkins is Dr. Robert Lipscomb? What if Jenkins is Jane? Too far?
1: Too far. Okay, well, that would be intriguing if he was Dr. Robert. I don't think that he is. I feel like Harlow Thrombey would be clever enough to realize that.
0: I do have a little map That's great. of the suspects That's going over here. That's going to be really helpful. Here. I can feel it. Okay,
2: well, let's go to dinner and turn to page 13.
0: Yeah, this was a uh, action packed, like yeah. three pages of text.
1: For the not a lot that happened in all the previous choices, a lot happened in this one.
0: Well, uh, we officially have a murder on our hands. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <sighs> okay. He, he died, it's about time. I mean, that's pretty much like the whole three pages. The rest of it's a little backstory. Okay, so we stay for dinner. Quick Um, quick word picture. We we stay for dinner. Um, uh, Angela is late. So uh, Jane goes upstairs to dress for dinner. She comes back down at about 7 o'clock. We're wondering where Angela is, or Jane's wondering where Angela is. And uh, just as she's about to maybe phone her or something... Uh, and walks in the door and apologizes for being late, but she said she was uh, at her dentist in the next town over. You know, it was about an hour away, so it took her a while to get here. And, and we're like, no worries. uh Harlow, uh-huh. Harlow says that Olga is eager to get out of here because she wants to go visit Jenkins in the hospital. And so he uh, invites everyone into the dining room and Olga brings in dinner, which is a salad. Helga, Helga. No, it's Olga. <laughs> oh, it's Olga now. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Olga. How? Olga. Hope you're listening. Um, anyway, so Olga, <laughs> um, she brings in dinner. Uh, it's roast rolls and a salad. Very important information, and uh, you never know, and we all eat dinner. Uh, Olga clears the plates <laughs> and and she's out of there, man. Yeah. Harlow says, "How about a brandy?" Everyone He loves to have a brandy after dinner, it helps him sleep, and it's a great after dinner aperitif and so he go and and we politely decline because we are fourteen and um and on the job and on the job that's the real reason <laughs> and uh he comes back with five glasses of brandy uh hands them out to his guests uh chartwell robert and harlow adjourn to the game room for a game of pool angela and jane go to the uh music room which i think there's a a fancier name for like in fancy mansions. Mm. Um but anyway, is that what you would call the conservatory? It's no, the music room. I don't think so. Anyway, um So they go to the music room and Harlow asked if he'd like to play pool with the fellas and we really would, but our job is really to watch Jane, right? So we go with Jane and Anne to the music room. Uh they set a uh, at opposite pianos from each other, there's two pianos in the room, and uh, Angela sits at one, and Jane sits at the other. And Jane begins playing Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, and we sit in there for near on a half hour, listening to her play the Moonlight Sonata before we excuse ourselves and we look around Harlow's library at all of his collection of old leather-bound books and hunting trophies. Before we go um, find the gentleman in the game room. But Harlow's not there. Robert and Tarwell are there, they're playing pool, and then we hear a commotion in the hall. And so we run out and we see Harlow stumbling towards us, grasping his throat. He collapses at our feet, and and you know, through just like he barely gets out. I've been poisoned. And at this point, everybody's heard the commotion. Everyone's in the hall with us. Angela, Jane, Chartwell, Robert, Olga. She's out the door. So she's not in the house. And uh, because she went to see Jenkins. And so the uh, five of us plus Harlow are standing in the hall. We run to phone the ambulance. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get back. And Harlow, we we ask Harlow, do you know who poisoned you? And he said, eh. It was. and he oh, dies of course um and so we know from being a master detective mm-hmm. um that we better get some information now before the cops get in here and muck it all up and so here's our choice uh let me find the right page If we decide to talk to the witnesses one at a time, we turn to page 19. If we decide to talk to them as a group, we turn to page 20. Hmm. Oh, we also uh, find the open uh, brandy bottle in the pantry. So we, we have that.
1: Ah, the open brandy bottle. Well... I think it would be best to interrogate these people as a group. Why? Why, you might ask? Uh, Because I think it it uh it could kind of maybe lend uh a good perspective on being able to watch and see all of their reactions during our questioning and interactions versus just one at a time
0: yeah body language etc see Absolutely. who shows Absolutely. true remorse or yeah
1: <clears throat> um also i think it's more efficient <laughs> can i just say well, who
0: knows? Somebody might like hide or destroy evidence while we're talking to someone else. Also true,
1: yeah. If, we're, if we only have our eyes on one person, everyone else could be doing other things.
0: In Harlow's Dead, who's to say somebody else might not kill over next?
1: Also true. So, yeah, I think having everybody together as a group would be the best option because we're able to keep track of everyone, first of all. We're able to see everyone's reactions at the same time, second of all. And it's just much more efficient and we'll get out of here much quicker
0: okay okay yeah i mean it sounds good to me oh
1: okay great
2: that was so we're gonna talk to him
0: talk to him as a group we're gonna turn to page 20.
2: let's group it up all right so we get ready to ask them all questions at the same time
1: but before we have any time to ask any of those questions chartwell uh, attempts to take over the whole investigation And he's angry, he says, My uncle and I often fought, but I'm going to find out which one of you murdered him if it's the last thing I do. And Robert, much more calm, says, Now hold on, let's just be reasonable about this. There's no need for an investigation. Thromby told me who the murderer was the moment I reached him. And we're surprised. We look at him. We're like, what did he say? And Robert replied, Well, he was very weak. He could hardly talk. But I distinctly heard him say, It was Jane. She poured my last drink. You liar! Jane shouts back at uh, Robert. And then everyone begins yelling at each other. And uh, it takes us a little bit to calm everyone down and to shut them up. And so we say, I want to know where everyone was between the time Thromby served Brandy and the time he went back to pour his last drink. And then Chartwell chimes in he says, actually, Robert and I never left the game room. But suddenly we're interrupted by a loud knocking at the door. And in just a brief moment, the police inspector, Prufrock and two officers storm into the room, and he tells us to stay where we are. Now this rock he's a large man with a bushy red mustache, and uh, he strides around the library like a drill sergeant. He says to his men, be very careful about fingerprints, and I want anything that looks suspicious into the lab for analysis. And they're like, yes, sir, whatever, it's fine. Uh, so Rock asks everyone to identify themselves, and he starts taking notes in his little black book. And when he learns that Dr. Robert Lipscomb is a physician, he looks up at him and says, Oh, you must know a great deal about poisons, doctor. And Robert kind of, you know, he flushes and he's like, are you implying that I murdered Thromby? Uh, But Proofrock ignores him and says, I'm going to talk to you one at a time. And remember, anything you say may be used against you in a court of law, because this is America. This is how we do things here.
0: That was my law and order noise. Oh, very nice.
1: Robert Lipscomb, come with me (laughs) and officer Schmidt will stay with the rest of you. So you don't do anything foolish. And as he's taking Robert out of the room, he looks at us and he says, so the great detective is here, huh? You might as well go home to bed. I won't have any trouble solving this case. And we're not so sure about that. We smile to ourself. Um, we figure it's not likely. This will be the case that breaks proof rocks, long string of unsolved crimes. So we think he's a little bit of a nitwit. Uh, and in any event, Thromby asked us for help specifically, and we figure it's our duty to find out who murdered him. So while Proofrock questions the dinner guests, dinner guests, oof, we decide to look elsewhere. So uh, if we inspect the greenhouse, we turn to page thirty-three, or if we go to the hospital to talk to Jenkins, the gardener, turn to page thirty-five.
0: I like this choice.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you like about it? No, it's it? just interesting. Oh, well, it is a fascinating choice. Uh, what do you think we should do? Pros and
0: cons? Pros and cons. I mean, good chance if he was poisoned, we know there was arsenic in the greenhouse. Yep. Decent chance that that was the culprit. Also true. Uh, so probably some decent clues to be found in the greenhouse. I would imagine so. Uh, cons, it's locked allegedly potentially um and maybe there's nothing there potentially okay jenkins it's it's just interesting like why is he hurt was it on purpose did somebody try to get him out of the way Mm. so they would have easier access to the greenhouse right like wasn't a real accident we don't even know what happened to him did he have a heart attack did he fall off a ladder like we, we have no information on that uh, and what about Olga? She definitely had opportunity. And she left very quickly after dinner. Very abruptly, as all as though she wanted to have a secure alibi. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being seen in the hospital with Jenkins, yes. she could have poisoned that brandy bottle at any time.
1: Well, everybody drank the brandy after dinner. Oh, uh, true. So it had to have been poisoned after that fact, and Olga was gone for that. That's true. Uh, I had a point. What was it? Oh, um, Jenkins has been in the hospital supposedly for a few weeks. Right. So, to, um, for me, there would have been ample opportunity by now to have murdered Thromby, if, there, if the murderer's goal was to get the gardener out of the way. True. And maybe, but maybe they other were waiting attempts for an just opportune gone. time. Or, maybe they mm, just
0: needed this big mm, dinner. Right. So that way he right. definitely would want to entertain and partake in a little brandy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and they had alibis. I mean, if it was just Jane and Harlow in the house and Harlow dies, like, right. guess who ob- the first suspect is? That's
1: fair. That's fair. They are waiting for the opportune moment, you might say.
0: Mm-hmm. And what if they're in cahoots? This thought crossed my mind. There might be more than one murderer.
1: Ah, this is just like the murder on the Orient Express, perhaps.
0: Right? Like, what if Robert and Angela are working together? Mm. Or what if Angela and Chartwell are trying to murder Robert and Jane? Oh. Not Robert and Jane. Jane and Harlow. To get his money.
1: Yep. That's possible. You know? I don't know. Well, what if even Angela and Jane are in it together? Could be. You're right. The possibility that there is more than one Some uh, guilty party is possible. Some cahooting possible.
0: could be going on. Um,
1: I think that we should check the greenhouse out first. I think so, too. It's much closer, first of all. We will not be leaving the grounds. And uh, it has potential, I think, for some for some good clue finding.
0: Also, my uh, suspicion right now is full on Dr. Robert Lipscomb.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Why? Why he, is that? He who
0: smelt it, dealt it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, because he immediately accused Jane, his uh-huh. supposed beloved.
0: No, Angela and that's, Robert are. That's I think. what I meant.
1: That's what I meant. That's what I meant.
0: He's, but he did accuse Jane. Yes. But they aren't beloved. That's what it right yes you ain't admit what i stood i did uh but you know what i mean he was so quick to point the finger at someone else yes
1: also true i could see why he'd be suspect number one but then again jane did say that she wanted to murder thromby
0: people say a lot of stuff
1: yeah that one's too obvious isn't it it's never the person that you think it is and if you think it's Jane, it's not Jane. And I mean, if it's she probably
0: had a... Chartwell.
1: Ah, the
0: nephew. Anyway, let's go to the greenhouse.
1: Well, Chartwell was also like the first to jump on the fact that maybe they often argued, but he's going to get down to this, immediately deflecting blame from himself, perhaps. But anyways,
2: let's go to the greenhouse.
0: Okay. Thirty-three.
2: Thirty-three. so
0: we go check out the greenhouse just like we said we were gonna and you would just to remind you when we took our grounds tour this afternoon uh the greenhouse was locked totes harlow shook the doors to make sure it was locked when we get there tonight the door is wide open Mm. we get out our magnifying glass from our utility belt and uh and oh and our flashlight yes and we shine it on the door frame and it looks and it's splintered as if a large pair of shears has uh maybe pried it open somehow Mm. so we enter into the greenhouse walking past rows of potted plants to a large steel filing cabinet at the end of the room On top of which sent several bottles of uh, insecticide, uh, rat poison, and all covered in dust, uh, except for one small circular uh, pattern where no dust has been gathered. As if a can or bottle of some sort was there, but is there no longer. It has been removed. It has been removed. And then... Uh, all of a sudden, we hear someone shout, hey, you there, what's going on? And it's uh proof rock or whatever his name is. Nailed it. And uh, and he says, we found Jenkins in the hospital and he says, there's a bottle of arsenic on top of that filing cabinet. And we say, well, not anymore. Somebody's taken it. And proof rock says, well, I guess there's no evidence. So nothing more to do tonight. I'm going to go home and get some sleep. Uh, okay. Okay. And we kind of wonder why he hasn't solved the crime yet. Right? Why is your streak so bad? Oh, maybe this is why. Anyway, here's our choice. Since we are a better detective than Proofrock. If you check for further for fingerprints and other clues in the greenhouse, we turn to page 37. Yep. If we go back and check out the pantry, we turn to page 40.
1: Oh, the pantry.
0: The pantry where the brandy bottle was.
1: Yes.
0: What do you think, Eric? Well,
1: I think that we could maybe find some more clues around the greenhouse. Chances are this person wasn't particularly um, efficient. They all seem like rather... Um, what do I want to say? Noobs. Noobs. <laughs> noobs at, at, noobs at, at a crime. At crime murder. Yeah. So... Um, also, you skip the part where, where Rock mentioned that it couldn't have been Jane because she had keys to the greenhouse. Oh, right. Which and I she would have just
0: unlocked the greenhouse, not broken very foolish.
1: in. That's like the first thing that you would do to, to point suspicion elsewhere is to not use your key, but to break in.
0: This is why, uh, point B, why he is a bad police yeah, officer. Yeah, it's like you just jumped to a
1: major conclusion here. It's not like she couldn't possibly have been crafty enough to think of that. You know, like, anyways... Um, I mean, really? Like I, we could find the garden places, shears. We could find the gardening shears. Yes, I mean, we could find things in the greenhouse and we could find things in the pantry. I'm sure, or maybe there's nothing there. I don't know. Well,
0: because the dude Harlow got the brandy out of the pantry, right, and the glasses.
1: So there couldn't, like, there wouldn't have been anything there to maybe arouse his suspicion
0: i mean are we thinking that we'd find the arsenic in the pantry i don't know see
1: that seems very obvious too like why would you leave it right where you used it like it can't i don't think it would be in the pantry i think that we should hang out in the greenhouse and look for more clues
0: i think so too
1: okay well that's what we're gonna do
0: what if we what if proof rock did it well that'd be a twist he's pretty quick to well that's true but what sort of motive does he have Maybe he's never solved a crime because he commits them all. Oh,
1: whoa, whoa. Thinking outside the box, chat. I like it. I like it. He, right? He's just hiding behind if that big bushy mustache. If he of solved his. the
0: crimes, he would be in jail because he's the perpetrator of, he's like the kingpin.
1: Hmm. Nobody would ever suspect the chief detective. Nope. Even if he never solved a damn case,
0: he's just a bumbling idiot.
1: Or is he? Burm, burm, burm. Hmm,
0: this is good that you should write him
1: down in your suspect list. <laughs> yep. He's going down. Okay, where are we going?
0: 37.
2: Great. Oh, boy. Well, this
1: just got really interesting, Chad. Uh huh. So, we take some fingerprint impressions, and most of them are on the same thumbprint. And it's of course Jenkins the gardener we assume, because he is the gardener and this is the greenhouse and this is where he. That no, would make his a ton thing. of sense. Yeah, it's just common sense, which we do know isn't all that common. But still, all the same, it's mostly probably Jenkins. But we do find a fingerprint on a bottle on the bottle of rat poison next to where the arsenic was that is different than the rest of the fingerprints. So the next morning we drop off those fingerprints at the police lab and head back to the Thromby house. And Olga meets us at the front door, and she uh, shows us into the library where everyone else is waiting because Inspector Proofrock asked them to meet him here at 9 o'clock sharp. Only he just called and said that his alarm clock did not go off, and he's going to be late.
0: He's off my list. This guy's an idiot.
1: Yeah, he's just a dumbass. There's, he, he didn't murder anybody. He's just stupid
0: like uh, every other cop in a jungle adventure book.
1: Yeah, it's true. No it's offense really, to actual police no, officers, it really who doesn't I love. not paint them in a good
0: light though. In these books, they're awful. Worthless. They're awful. I haven't met one who was helpful or like not an evil person. No,
1: also very true. Yep.
0: Uh so, we have
1: the most choices ever that we've encountered in a an and adventure book. Like in one in one shot. Right. Yeah. So, let me read them off to you. Okay. If we talk to Chartwell, turn to page 55. If we talk to Robert, turn to page 58. If we talk to Angela, turn to page 62. Or if we talk to Olga, turn to page 63. Or if we decide to walk around the grounds and think about the case for a while, turn to page 64. So, a lot of individual people that we could interrogate. Mm -hmm. Or we could just think about things. Ruminate, if you will. Hmm. I don't. Oh, the the specificity of of interrogating these people kind of everyone bums me but out. Jane. Also true. It does not say if you talk to Jane. Be- maybe we've ruled her out because Proofrock did, which is silly.
0: I think I'd like to talk
1: to Chartwell. Yeah. He's your number one right now. No. You just want to talk to him
0: robert's still my number one well what would
1: chartwell get you
0: well chartwell and robert were allegedly in the game room together true chartwell would be able to confirm if robert like left the room for another phone call or something
1: well wasn't it chartwell that said that he and robert were in the billiard room the whole time i don't remember one of them said that they were both in that room the whole time and i'm pretty sure that it
0: was chartwell oh damn Well, Angela and Jane were playing tunes. We could hear the music.
1: Well, technically only Jane was playing the tunes. Or maybe only
0: Angela was.
1: Or, yes. They switched. Or they switched.
0: Because they're cahooting.
1: Yep. Or Olga was running out quickly last night. We could talk to Olga about these things. And maybe she can inform us. Maybe she snuck back in. Maybe she snuck back in. And maybe she could tell us something about Jenkins.
0: Maybe she just knows more about what's actually going on here. Maybe. Or maybe we should just think about things. No. You don't like that idea. I don't like that idea. You don't like that idea at all. I can tell. We need to pick a person. <laughs> um
1: I guess I I am more interested in talking to Olga or perhaps Angela. I think Olga. You yeah. I feel that. You're in for Olga? I feel that. Okay.
2: Well let's let's give it a shot. Let's turn to page sixty three. Oh man, well that went so many crazy places.
0: It took so long. I got a tattoo. You tattooed yourself? Yep.
1: Damn. How, well, that's efficient of you, Chad. Podcasting and tattooing—very nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's got to be like a new record or something. Something.
0: I'm a man. I'm a. I'm a renaissance man.
1: A, a renaissance. I said what I said. Is that is that a person? Re- renaissance.
0: No you know like the renaissance like the you know enlightenment
1: right okay well let me catch everybody up as quickly as possible so we decided to uh, interrogate olga right and we sit with her in in the dining room and she's a little scared but we just try to reassure her that we just want to ask some questions she's not really a suspect but she is a suspect but it's fine um and we want to know like where she went immediately after she cleared the dishes, and well, okay, we want to know where she was between the time she cleared the dishes and Mister. Thornby died. And she, of course, answered she left immediately for the hospital. And we asked her what time she arrived, and it was about eight thirty. So we thank Olga and we call the hospital and we find out
0: Jenkins was her brother.
1: We find out Jenkins was her brother, oh, absolutely, I which she is told new us information. That. No. Uh. She said Helga did visit her. Olga did visit her brother the night before. Oh, Okay. Uh, so yes, their siblings, and she did arrive at the hospital at eight thirty, just like she said. So we hang up the phone and we look out the window and we see Jane Thromby walking outside with a man dressed in a gray pinstripe suit, which we do not know. So we head outside and we, we, we go talk to Jane. And the man with the pinstripe suit jumps in front of us and is like, I'm Mr. Prim, Mrs. Thromby's lawyer. And so we ask him who will inherit all of the money that Harlow Thromby has now that he's dead. And Prim smiles and he's like, I'm afraid it won't help you solve your case. You see, it will be equally divided among Jane, Angela, and Chartwell. Of course, under law, anyone who murders him is not going to get their inheritance. And we're like, yeah, obviously. But if they're caught. He says, yes, if they're caught. And so he tells Jane that they best return to their office because he doesn't like this vibe that he's getting from us. So they leave and we head back into the house and we bump into the chartwell just as he's about to leave. And so we want to talk to him. And he's like, well, I got a few minutes. And he says, well, we only have a few questions. And so we want to know... How long it was before uh, Harlow Thromby screamed that he had left the billiard room uh, that Robert and Chartwell and he were all in? And Chartwell is like, Well, it couldn't have been more than a five minutes, he says. And so we ask who all knew that there was arsenic in the greenhouse. And he replies that everybody but Dr. Robert Lipscomb knew, but he's also very suspicious of that man. And so we ask him where he was between the time of he arrived in the afternoon and the murder. And uh, no, no, sorry, he asked. Well, we ask him something. Yes, where uh, he was between the time that we saw him arrive and the murder and the. Oh, no, this doesn't make any sense. Anyways,
0: I think it was where was he that afternoon before we saw him arrive.
1: Where were you between the time you arrived in the afternoon of the murder and the time we first met? Okay. Yes. Thank you, Chad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I saw you as soon as I arrived at the house. But I'll let you know that I saw Robert heading into the house from the direction of the greenhouse. And I think he's the one who broke in and took it. And we're like, thank you. It's fine. You can leave us now. How would he have taken it if he didn't know that it was there? Because you just told us that he was the only one who didn't know that it was there. But maybe he figured it out. Whatever. It's fine. So Chartwell leaves. And as he leaves, uh, Proofrock runs in from the library and he's like, I've solved the murder! And we're like, oh, how interesting. Who is it? And he replies, well, you may have heard that the murderer poured arsenic into Thromby's brandy bottle. And we found that Chartwell broke into the greenhouse using a pair of gardening shears to pry the door open because we found the shears in his car and the blade points matched the marks made on the greenhouse door. And we're like, I wouldn't be so sure of yourself, Proofrock, but he is. And he sees a car roar down the driveway. And he's like, whose car is that? And we reply, well, I'm afraid it's the person that you think just, you know, did the murder. And so he rushes outside. And he jumps behind the wheel of one of the police cars. But he can't find any keys. And so he screams, where are the keys to this car? And one of the policemen rushed out from the house holding a set of keys in the air. And he's like, well, you told me never to leave them in the car, sir. And so, you know, they bumble and they drive off after Chartwell. Uh, but we remain. And we kind of shake our head in disbelief because he's just so absurd. And it's just as likely that anybody would put the shears into Chartwell's car uh, as to, like, he just left them there himself, being the murderer. Right. Realm, because that seems pretty careless.
0: Like, frame job. I exactly. I just read frame yeah. job the whole time.
1: Straight up. Like, who would be stupid enough to use the gardening shears to pry open the greenhouse and then just put them in their own car trunk? Once again, Proofrock is a dingus. So uh what do we do next let me tell you we go home and we got some some work to do there before lunch and by the time i get back to the thromby house in the afternoon no one's at home and we ring the doorbell but nobody answers and so it's unlocked and we step inside and we walk down the hall of the library and suddenly we feel a gun to our neck and it's behind us obviously and a voice says don't move don't look around and the person shoves us into a chair And we don't resist as that person wraps a towel around our head so we can't see anything and ties us to a chair. And as we're sitting there, we hear papers rustling. And we know that somebody must be searching through Harlow Thromby's desk. And we could potentially get a hand free to rip off our blindfold, but that could be dangerous. So, if we try to rip off our blindfold, we turn to page 87. Or if we sit quietly, we turn to page 90.
0: Chad. Yep. What do you think we should do? I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free
1: from this towel and let me see the guy who murdered Harlow Thromby. Yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm up for that. Like, just sitting here doesn't seem like it's going to do as much good.
0: We might learn something. I don't know. Like, we've just been, like, clue gathering. I'm. Yeah. It's time for action. It's time for a little bit of
1: a
2: bold move. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so let's turn to page 87. So,
0: we reach for our blindfold to try to free ourselves. Yeah. And then there's a sharp pain on the back of our head. Well, sharp. Dull? I don't know. We got hit in the back of the head with a gun. Yeah. Uh, And we wake up uh, the next day. With uh, bandages over our head, Uh, we're lying in a hospital room. The doctor comes in and explains that it's nothing too serious, just a few stitches. Uh, We'll be able to get out of there in the morning. Um, He says, oh, they found this note next to you uh, when they found you. Ooh. And the note reads, drop this case or next time you'll end up in the cemetery. Hmm. Uh, and we, we understand that in this line of work, you know, death threats are pretty run in the mill, you know, you got to take chances. Um, but still it would be probably healthier if we went ahead and solved this case in a hurry. And as we walk out of the hospital, our thoughts turn to Angela, you know, was she the one who took the arsenic, poisoned, broke into the greenhouse, took the arsenic and poisoned the brandy? Hmm. Now, so if we decide to investigate Angela, we turn to page 94. Right. However, the other choice. If we decide it might be a good idea to check in with Jenny Mudge, our friend, fellow detective, and uh, arch nemesis.
1: Yeah, I don't know if friend is the correct term.
0: We turn to page 95. Hmm. So we could call in for an assist on this. Or we could... Follow our Angela. hunch and investigate Angela. Now, let me tell you something. Yeah. I've I've been keeping a, a list here. Yeah. Of all the clues that we've read. Yeah. You know, all the who pointed to who. The only name I have nothing written down next to is Angela.
1: Yeah. She's kind of a blank slate.
0: Which just to me makes her all the more suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody else had motive, they found the shears in Chartwell's car, and Robert knows about poisons, and, you know, Jane said she wanted to kill her husband, right? Right, right. Uh, But Angela had ample opportunity. She was in the game room with Jane, or the music room, but she was not playing the piano. She also showed up late. She showed up late, an hour late. Yeah. So ample opportunity to break into the greenhouse after we were last there. And
1: stash the shears. And stash
0: the shears in Chartwell's car. Yep, yep, yep. And slip out to poison the brandy. Now, is Jane in on it? Potentially. Potentially. Jane and Angela. And they could be trying to frame Chartwell. Seems to be the case. So that way... They get a larger cut of the inheritance, which would be split three ways between them. Right. But if they can frame Chartwell and get him arrested. A half is much more than a third. A half is much more than a third. Yes.
1: So, well, okay. Now, does that mean that it would be a good idea to go investigate Angela? That's what I think. After getting a death threat?
0: Hey. We get death threats every other day.
1: Okay, you're right, and I don't think I really want to involve Jenny Mudge. That seems kind of ridiculous. Like we don't I think like We, got this. we don't <coughs> want to have to rely on another so detective. So far, I
0: think we've. What about those prints we sent into the lab? Whatever, yeah, you know? I don't know.
1: Yeah, we haven't heard anything back about that.
0: So, I think I think Angela. Okay, let's go, investigate her. I I had before we read that choice. She. She was the one. She kind of. Everybody else just makes a little too much sense. Mm, you know, she
1: is the least obvious candidate. Yeah. Which clearly means she did it.
0: I think so. Okay.
1: Well, hey, I'm,
2: I'm open to going and finding out.
0: Okay. So we're going to turn to page 94.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, uh, I'm overwhelmed.
1: Are you? I am overwhelmed, Chad. Overwhelmed.
0: Do you want... Uh, can I?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm just...
0: So I'm still in shock. So we decide to investigate Angela a little bit more. Uh, so we go to the dentist, where she allegedly had that dentist appointment the day of the murder. And we start asking around with the nurse in the dentist's office. And we say, hey, was Angela Thromby here Um, two days ago from 5 to 6 p.m. She's like, yes, yes, she was. And we're like, what was she here for? What procedure? And she said she was just having her teeth cleaned. And the nurse goes on to say, you know what's peculiar is that even she had called just the day before to make the appointment. And we told her that we didn't have any room for her, but she insisted on coming at 5 o'clock anyways. She was just lucky that Dr. Marlowe was able to fit her in. Peculiar. Yeah, a little bit. And then it says to turn to page 101. Yeah. And then on page 101, it says the following words What should you do next? If we found fingerprints on the bottle of brandy and we went to check the lab report, we turned to page 106. We did not, so we we cannot. We did not, yeah. If you found fingerprints in the greenhouse and went to check the lab report, we turned to page 110. If we decide to talk to any of the following people, we turn to a different page for each one of them. Robert 107 Chartwell 111, Angela 112, Jane 114, Jenny 115, Inspector Purefrock 116, Gillen Prem the lawyer 117. If we decide to just sit in a quiet place and think about what we already know, we turn to page 118. If we decide to give up on the case, we turn to page 119. And if we're absolutely sure we have this case wrapped up, we turn to page 122. I'm overwhelmed! So... Earlier, this same episode, we had the most choices we ever had on one page, which was five. No, it was... Now... Oh, yeah, it was five. And now we've had the most choices we've ever had on one page, which is 12.
1: This is... It's fucking nuts.
0: Knucking fun. Okay. It's just... Eric, break it down. Okay. Do you want to know whose fingerprints they were? Yes! Do you have any interest in talking to any of these people anymore? No! Do you, you want to ponder what we already know no do you want to give up no okay so now we have two choices okay that's better do we want to see the results of the lab report yeah or do we want to just solve this case do we got it figured out let's just solve the fucker
1: well you seem pretty confident over there that it's angela
0: i think it's angela and jane but angela mostly I think that we should check out these that lab, phony these lab last minute doctor's appointment. It's very strange, but she showed up for it, right? So she could say that she was there and had an excuse to get there late. After everyone arrived, oh, I see. She what booked you're a saying. doctor's appointment the day before when she already knew she had a dinner right. at a time for which she knew she would be extremely late to said dinner because the doctor was over an hour away. I see your point. That is she knew suspicious. she would be the last person to arrive at the dinner,
1: right with ample time to break into a greenhouse. So, do we even need to check out these fingerprints? I kind
0: maybe maybe it's I kind of want to just solve it and turn to page 122.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, it seems like the safer decision to kind of follow up with the clue that we found earlier. Because, you know, like, what was the point if we don't, like, you know, learn about it or see whose it is? Which would, I think, maybe still lead us to the same conclusion.
0: I think it'll just point to the
1: culprit. Po- point to who we already know it is. Maybe. Okay. Well, dude, I'm ready. I feel like we have been on the ins and the outs, and we've talked to people, and we don't need to talk to people anymore. Especially Inspector Proofrock or Jenny Mudge. Um... Yeah. Okay, man. If you think we got this one in the bag, then let's just freaking
0: solve it. I was just writing down all these choices. It takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, catch uh, you in No. Let's minutes. turn to page one hundred and twenty-two. All right. Let's do it. We don't do this often, but I, I'm going to. I'm just going to quote the text. Son Eric, of say, a bitch. Eric say nothing. Okay. I'm going to read the entire page. You return home and dial Prufrock's special number at police headquarters. Inste- Inspector Prufrock, you say with satisfaction, if you have a moment, I'll be glad to tell you exactly how Harlow Thromby was murdered. The end. Uh. So, I mean, in one sense, we uh, were successful. We were. In theory. Yeah. But you and I, the readers of the book, have. No idea what actually
1: happened. Well, clearly what happened was exactly
0: what we said happened. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Do you kind of? I we made a lot of choices. We made a lot of choices. You know what I want to do? Do you want to just go for the fingerprints? Go for the fingerprints. No, I'm totally down with that. Let's just go for the fingerprints and see what happens. I bet it's also an ending. It's probably. Well, I mean, we've reached this point in the book. I
1: I would imagine. I bet every single one
0: of these choices is an ending.
1: Many of them would have to be. Yeah. Like Or, all of or them. they would send us back to a different point in the book where we had a chance to maybe question somebody earlier. Maybe. I, I bet know.
0: every single one of these 12 choices is
1: an ending. Well, let's go to... Oh, somebody's checked them off for you. Very
2: nice. Let's go to whatever page that was. 106. That's great. We're going to do that. <laughs> okay. So, we go to the
1: lab, and it identifies most of the prints in the greenhouse as belonging to Jenkins the gardener. There was a set of prints we found on the can of paint that belonged to Jane Thromby. Uh, the thumb and fingerprints on the bottle of rat poison belonged to Dr. Robert Lipscomb. And a set of prints on a magnifying glass are identified as chartwells. This lab report tells us something. But we need more information to solve the murder. <laughs> and that leads us back to page 101, which is, what should you do next?
0: Solve this bitch. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah,
1: blah, 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 all these damn choices, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, that didn't really tell us much at all, I don't think. I mean, maybe it did. The, the one person. Still Angela's yeah, missing. It, she's not there. But how? why would everybody else's fingerprints be... This must have been like everybody was in on it. This is totally like everybody murder on the Everybody was like trying
0: express. to kill yeah, this guy. they
1: were all trying to murder this Trombie character. But what should we do? Like, do we just sit Here's in a quiet place think. and think about yeah, it?
0: Yeah, that's what I think we should do. Yeah,
1: okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because I don't really want to talk to any more of these people.
0: No, I'm sure it just says, we learned some information. And then what should you do next?
1: Right. So we don't want to give up, so let's turn to a quiet place
2: and think about what we want to do next and what we already know by turning to page 118. Holy shitballs, guys. Uh, So we've decided
1: that there's a time in every case where you want to sit down and think about what you've already known to put the pieces together. And there's one thing that bothers us, the fact that Chartwell and Robert each say that they both remained in the game room from 8 to 9 the night of the murder. And if so, neither of them could have put the arsenic in the brandy. But of course, it's possible they were protecting each other. But if they were, why would Chartwell say that he thinks Robert is guilty? A good question. So, if we think it would be worthwhile talking to more... To one talking more to one of the other suspects, <coughs> we turn back to page one hundred one. If we decide to give up on the case, we turn to page one nineteen. And if we're sure we've solved the murder, we turn to page one twenty two, which we've already been to, and that was an ending. It chad. Yeah. It seems like we have to go talk to one of these people. Or else we just I thought give up.
0: we just turn back to page 101, but okay, let's try one.
1: Okay, let's turn to page 101. And let's, let's... Okay, who do we want to talk to? Angela. I think, you want to talk to Angela? I was thinking we should talk to Robert and Chartwell. They were the ones that were bothering us. You want to talk to Angela? Kind of. Why? Because you think she's still guilty? Yeah. Well, what? I mean, she's not going to say she's guilty. You think?
0: There comes a moment when every evil man
1: confesses his dastardly plot (laughs) and they finally snap and give in okay well we can talk to angela
0: who is i mean literally everyone in the book is someone we can talk to
1: robert chartwell angela jane jenny proofrock and prim the lawyer
0: what about why do you think Why about robert or chartwell well i just think that because
1: they're the ones that we kind of suspect of, of like being um perhaps in cahoots with each other right now in the book it might behoove us to uh, to interrogate one of them
0: but they each blamed to the other like they each like pointed fingers at the other one like chartwell was like well robert was running from the greenhouse when i pulled up and robert was and then somebody put the shears in chartwell's car oh
1: well, that's fair well, if you still think Angela is going to potentially give us something, we can turn to page Let's 112.
0: Let's just turn to page Angela. Turn to page Angela. And see what happens. Okay. That's I bet we read three paragraphs and come either give up or turn back to page or, 101. Or come back
2: here, yeah. Probably going to happen. We'll see you real soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of this conversation,
1: but we were right. We were right. Essentially, it comes down to the fact that Angela uh, made the alibi at the dentist. So it was certain that she could not be blamed for getting the poison from the greenhouse. But we knew that she and Robert were in it together and that Robert got the poison from the greenhouse and poisoned Harlow Thromby for
0: her. No, he got the arsenic. She did the poisoning. He got the stuff, I think.
1: Oh, th- I'm sorry. That That's what I meant. Yes, he provided the arsenic and she poisoned him. Because they were both in the billiard room and Jane was at the piano, so Angela was the only possible one who could have left and poisoned the brandy.
0: Yeah, but she of course tries to blame Jane. Like, no, Jane left, and I took over playing the moonlight you know, you know, Right, and we're, like, and we're like, really? Oh, really? Why if that's the case, that there's, a piano, piano there's a piano. There's a piano right here. Why don't you play it right that's now? Her. And she's like, you bitch.
1: Um... And so, you know, she's like, why did I get mixed up with a Robert? He's such an idiot. And we're like, well, you got plenty of time to think about that. And she says, well, you don't have time to think about anything. And she pulls a gun on us. And we realize too late that we've ignored a very important rule for detectives, which is never trust a murderer. And we're shot. There's a nice picture of her shooting us. And we have a bullet hole in our chest in this picture. And that's the end.
0: Okay. So um, we I'm found a the murderer, upset but we died. That we died. Yeah, I am pretty happy that we had it figured out and we're pretty correct. Yep.
1: Yeah. is that for uh, the most part? Is that enough to be satiated with this adventure?
0: What are we going to turn back to page one hundred and one?
1: We could. Nope. There's at least seven more people that we could interrogate. <laughs> no, I'm sure one of them leads to a happy ending. No, I I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good too. This was a this was a fun. That's a book. fun book. This was a fun book. It had we a lot read, of great choices. We read a
0: lot of that book. I think what I love is that
1: once you get to page 101, that really does kind of become your endings. But it gives you the whole book to try and figure things out before you get there.
0: Yeah, which I, I think
1: is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we had so many clues. We did.
1: Yeah, that was a really that was a unique adventure and um a a very good
0: one. I think it's one of the most popular CYOA books. That, really, you know? Okay. I mean, I could see why. It's, it's pretty fun. I mean, it lets you kind
1: of try and figure things out for yourself versus just like. But now making you know why. why
0: the previous owner of this book checked off all the choices <laughs> yeah. on page one hundred and one? Like, oh, I gotta keep going back to did that, crap. did that, did that, okay. did that, did that, did <laughs> that.
1: Can I tell you, this person never interrogated Inspector Proofrock or Gilliam Prim. They were clearly not no point to talk to. No point. Yeah, it was, it was pretty pointless. Um, but that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and that's that. So we, we discovered the murderer, and we got murdered. So it was...
0: But in that other ending, oh, that's we true. solved the crime. That's true. But we didn't know what the solution was.
1: But, but really, really, we did. So we were right. We were right. So we can sleep happily that we got this I'll right. I'll sleep soundly tonight for sure. Perfect. Uh, Chad, do you feel like you learned anything? No. No? You, well, I mean, you know, we, we learned, learned a who lot. did it. We learned who did it. <laughs> yeah. But
0: did I take away some big moral life lesson about no. the story? it's just Some of these are just fun.
1: Oh, I feel like maybe that was the life lesson there at the very end. Don't trust a murderer. Yeah. Well, good point. Don't confront a murderer alone. Sure. Yeah. We could have brought the cops. We could have brought the cops.
0: Or at least backup. Yeah. Or at least Jenny we Mudge. we were very confident there. Or
1: our own gun. That would have been good. We don't have a gun, though. No. Nope. That's sure not that's... our style. Yeah. We got a magnifying glass. I'm sure that would have helped. We could
0: burn her. Like oh, like leaf. an ant. Like a little ant.
1: Ant. Die, Angela. Die.
0: Just hold still here for about five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to burn a hole in your
1: brain. Anyway yeah so no I think uh, uh, yeah we'll just uh, fun one we'll call it good that was great uh hope y'all enjoyed it and uh we did yeah we I mean I did you did I did yeah we did that's what he means so
0: uh catch you next time
1: yeah sounds like a plan uh as always I have been Eric I have been Chad and together we solved this insane mystery as
0: Cherish Nice. Peace, love, and share y'all. Bye, y'all.